Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP coming live from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, rose life with that Welcome back to the locker room, guys. Brought to you by Anchor. Um, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're definitely going to try to post more on there. But I'm joined here with Luke and intern Coin, and we're going to break down, I mean, everything that's happened in the past week. Uh, but before we get into NBA Finals talk, shout out Eric Monahan. No, he didn't win the draft. Luke did. Luke won, like, pretty convincingly. He won the left-handers draft. Uh, Luke, you've been a lefty for almost yeah 20 years, and Eric's only been a lefty for, I think, 18 or 19 years, so you might have had the slight advantage there. And uh, I'm right-handed, so obviously I was screwed. But, uh, Luke, give your little victory lap speech here. Granted, I'm on lefty in one thing in my life. <laughs> it still counts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I went with guys that are known for being lefties. Uh, rather than than actual like really good athletes obviously they're all really good athletes still but didn't take the best I went that route and yeah it was fun Monahan did Monahan did a hell of a job we I got a lot of compliments from him like whoever team A is is the best team people did say that so unfortunately not enough people said that well I think my team was just pretty controversial I mean I had uh Barry Bonds who may or may have not done steroids uh Conor McGregor beats up a lot of people in Irish pubs uh, Michael Vick, not really sure what he did. I know he did something though. And uh, Babe Ruth's an alcoholic, and Connor McDavid is probably going to get bounced in the playoffs. So that's tough for me. Yeah, I mean, Michael Vick, I think you might have got a lot of backlash from dog lovers. It, it, it was a tough look in the dog community. Um, Peta <laughs> actually hurt. tried to cancel us, but we have diamond hands, it's- so never fold. Someone you said who's tried to cancel you? PETA. PETA? Yeah, when you said fuck them and then <laughs> one person I've heard you don't want to fuck with PETA, but yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck with PETA. I mean, if their protesters are gonna glue their hands uh, on this court, then we're gonna come back. Yeah, my court. Well, anyway, we recorded this after the episode, so enjoy the rest of it. And uh, yep, take it easy. <laughs> So, obviously, we're going to start off with the NBA Finals. Talk about a tale of two quarters, not two games. So, in the first game, Celtics, their best player shows up and shows out Al Horford. And then the fourth, I mean, they were losing the entire game. Fourth quarter comes around. They just step up, get some stops, play great defense, and win the damn game. But then in game two, the Celtics best player doesn't have as good of a game, Al Horford. And I mean, Jason Tatum played all right. And then fourth quarter comes around. No, third quarter comes around. Warriors just light it up. Instead of blowing the lead like they did in game one, they stepped on their necks and they didn't take it off. I mean, so I bet $40 on the Warriors to win the series outright. Should have probably doubled down on it because this could be a hot take because you can definitely tell the differences in both teams and their strengths and everything, but just how the Warriors are where I know in the third quarter, like the, the first two quarters in both games, I think the Celtics were up by two in the first one, then the Warriors were up by whatever in the second game. 
But when that third quarter comes around, the Warriors trot out onto the court. I know I'm going to have the lead at the end of the quarter. And I just think that all I have to do is not give it up like they did in game one. And I'm really confident with that, especially with the experience, the fucking like Curry said in the post game interview, he's like, yeah, we were playing with desperation. And I'm like, if all that takes for them to be that Celtics team by 30 is a play of desperation, like Draymond's just going to come out with even more heart and everything. I, I love my bet right now. Should have doubled down. I have so much confidence in the Warriors. Could be recency bias, but not at all. No, recency bias would have been after game one. I saw someone on TikTok say, Oh, I was switching my pick to Celtics in five. Oh, after one game, like, <laughs> it's stupid. Like, actually, stupid. If you watch the freaking basketball game, Al Horford went six of eight from three. He's your best player. Um, Derek White went five of eight from three. And Marcus Smart went four of seven. That's ridiculous. Like, that'll never oh, happen. Again. And Marcus Smart down the stretch, too. I know I was flaming on him for his last series performance down the stretch. Down the stretch in that uh, game one, too. He was fucking banging threes. Yeah. And then last night, he didn't even play in the fourth quarter because they know they they know he's not that good, like, of offense. So, it's like, I wasn't worried at all if, you, if you're a Warriors better or a Warriors fan. After you lose that game to Boston, it's like, game one it's like how you lost it kind of sucks but you literally had the game it's just like they just happened to hit every shot and then game two I mean it was only a matter of time I mean they played defense like you wouldn't believe the Celtics could not do anything on offense like literally nothing in that second half it was ridiculous like Tatum was the only one I could get going but he only he went one of three from the field in the second half so he locked him his ass up it was Tatum Brown Smart Horford and I think Derek White in the second half were like combined four of 18 from the field. So it's like, first of all, your five best players only getting up 18 shots. That's terrible. That's either you're turning it over or you have a oh, bunch of in the ball. That you like, turn it over. You know, you know, a team like turns the ball over a lot. Like when you notice it, you're like, holy shit, like these guys are playing sloppy. And I think the Warriors scored, what was it? 30 oh, points God. off turnovers. It was something. It, it was, it was so many turnovers. I was like laughing to myself. And Logan knows this, too. I mean, Tatum, like, other than scoring, he loves to turn the ball over. That's, like, probably his second best thing is turn turnovers. Because he literally – I saw – I think he has he's had 83 turnovers this postseason, and second is Jalen Brown with 60 of, like, all players. That's, and there was, like, oh, he played in two game sevens. But if you look at how many games the Warriors played how many games the Celtics have played, it's, like, a one-two game difference. Because you swept and they went five. So that adds one, and then they went six, and you went seven. So now you're even, and then you they went five, you went seven. So it's pretty close. So it's damn like they played about the same amount of games, and he has 83 turnovers. And the number two in the postseason is Jalen Brown with 60, and then Tatum's plus minus last night was minus 36. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played really good. Six of nine from three, eight of 19 from the field, 28 points, but minus 36. Um, He's not. Like the MVP for the Celtics right now, if they win, he's not. I swear, but who else would be? Luke, Luke, I said this on the podcast too. I love Jason Tatum, by the way, but he's like the main reason why I was so confident in the Warriors. I just think like he shows so much inconsistent, yeah, inconsistency so often that like I know that's what I'm. I was gonna say that like yeah, I know it'll get better with the age, but he's just he's just not the star player that you need to win a finals like this. And yeah, I don't think yeah. Um, 
and yeah, he had a bad game. So everyone's like, oh, they won, they lost game one and he had a terrible game. So like, that's why everyone liked Suggs so much. He had a bad game, but Derek White had the game of his life. Al Horford had the game of his life. Marcus Smart basically had the game of his life. Oh, so how are you going to get three got your three guys that aren't very good offensively? And then you have a bad game. Like, obviously he had a bad game. He's going to play better, but, and then I, um, I wish we would have had an episode after game one, because I know we would have said this exact same shit. No, I, I, every time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah every time I talk to people about game one, people overreacted. I'm like, it's the freaking Warriors. It's one game. How many times this whole postseason have people overreacted to one game in any series? It's ridiculous. Oh, well, like, chill out. It's a seven game series for a reason. They will lose one game. It's like, you have plenty to make up. I feel like us watching college basketball kind of helps out a lot with this, especially since me and you bet a lot on it. Like you realize that one game isn't like the end of the world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you actually just break down what happened and like, think about it, you're like the exact opposite could happen in the next game. Like, it's just how and basketball it's, is it's a game of runs. And another thing is, so like I told Logan, I'm like, Logan, you should be really worried. Clay Thompson yeah. Has I think it was he's ten of thirty seven from the field and like four of sixteen from three this this finals. Like, he for ain't him, even like for him to be their like number two guy, which he isn't like really anymore. Uh, but yeah, playing awful. Yeah, and like Jordan Poole, if he has confidence, if Jordan Poole makes his first like three shots, game over. Because he he just he's a guy that plays with so much freaking confidence. I don't know if you saw the video of it's so funny. There's like two girls sitting on the court side. <laughs> And they're like, Jordan Poole saw this, and then he just decided to go off because it's like, that's just what – he's a dog, though. Like, once he make he's a definition of – he sees his first couple go in, he's pulling from the logo, yeah, like, okay. he's in there going in. Like, he's Steph, he turns into Steph Curry when once he sees his first couple go in. But, no, like, Jordan Poole's Kelly Olenek if Kelly Olenek was really good at basketball. And, um, I mean, Jordan Poole, that shot he made from half court, he even, like, kind of had time to get it better three-point look but he's like yeah. fuck it i'm yanking from What's the parking the lot kelly Olenek. Drained why, kelly, it. why kelly Olenek? oh kelly uh Oubre, my bad oh kelly, okay kelly kelly yeah. Olenek is kelly. really good looking though and like yeah like i saw the funniest tiktok i was telling logan these guys like just dribbling around doing a bunch of moves and like jabbing everything i'm like like oh jordan Poole once he realizes that celtics can guard him literally that was right before game one the next game jordan Poole. He touches the ball, and I love it. I said, I really hot take. I said, other, other than Kyrie, he's probably the most skilled player. Like, it's but ridiculous, his, like, ball skills and, like, dribbling and everything. Oh, you see him, like, split double teams, yeah, like, so between the legs and shit. He, he'll jab and shit and then, like, do all that stuff. And then some guy was making fun of it, and he torched the Celtics on it. He gets you going, and, like, you're, and he just blows by you. He's, like, the fastest for, quick first step I think I've seen in a very long Curious time. First step Look, first I don't step know. So quick. If- I don't know if you noticed this, though, but in game one, Celtics had a lot of open three-pointers. In game two, they had a lot of open three-pointers also. But they, they did, just didn't they make did, them. They did put um, Clay on Al Horford. They're like, <laughs> you're not just going to sit out here and shoot catch-and-shoot threes. And Al Horford cannot even back down Steph Curry. I don't know if you saw, like, Curry's on him, Clay's on him. He's back him down, and he just can't do it. He's old. Leave him alone. <laughs> he no, you notice, so the Celtics will attack the rim, and, like, the Warriors are small, so they will double, and that opens up wide-open three-pointers, but they're, – they're so, They get so many steals off those because they read the passing out of the post. Yeah. The Celtics just turn and throw it, and the – and <laughs> Steph Curry, how many times just would sit there and just bait them and just steal it? He had three steals know, just sitting there baiting. 
I could be like wrong about this, but I feel like in game one, two, uh, you know how the Warriors are always passing one more. <laughs> I felt like they passed one more too many times or they didn't yeah. mix in like a pump fake at least. Um, <laughs> one more thing. Those that guy, me and Logan talk about this all the time. That imagine sports guy sucks Tatum's dick. I don't know if you follow him. And they did a start bench cut with Jason Tatum, Larry Bird, and Paul Pierce. Holy shit. And guess he ta- he says start Jason Tatum. <laughs> Wait, who was it? Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Start Larry Bird. Larry Bird's he's like the second. Larry Bird's like the second best winner in Boston sports history behind Tom Brady. Paul Pierce is the most underrated Pe- NBA even, player of all time. Even Paul Pierce, I'm taking Paul Pierce over Tatum right now. I don't think he's close. No, all right now, yeah. Paul I Pierce mean, at least won a championship with Boston, and he was the second best player on that team. Yeah, and at oh, least Paul Pierce has like confidence when he misses I, two like, shots in a row. The recency bias and the fucking dick sucking that goes on in that little relationship is ridiculous. How can you take Tatum over Larry Bird and Larry Bird? Argument for Paul Pierce, but Larry Bird, literally like a top ten player of all time. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, and Paul Pierce has something that Tatum doesn't have, and it's the truth. Like, you know, <laughs> games on the line. You like, call I the don't, truth. I'm not a big Paul Pierce guy, but me neither. I kind of fucking hate him. But, on the Celtics. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was good. Like, he was a good freaking player on the Celtics. But <laughs> no, I really think the war, I think this next, I think it'll split in Boston. Oh, it's going six. I think, I think the Warriors win the next two. That's my prediction. Yeah. Okay. Get it done in Boston, Game Six. Because yeah, definitely. But here's the thing. I hope I hope Clay Thompson has the same exact games he's had in Game One and Two, and then Game Six comes around and he just drops like fifty. Yeah, he's going into Game Six, he's averaging like eleven points. Yeah, then just comes <laughs> in is like he's like I'm showing up today. No, I really. Th- I mean, Boston lost two home games against Milwaukee, and they lost two home games against. Um, yeah, exactly. They're. And- you can't do that against Golden State because, yeah, they stole game one, but, I mean, it's hard to beat Golden State twice on the road in a series. Like, it's not easy, and that's what it seems like what they're going to try to do. But Shout out shout out, uh, Garrett Davis. He was saying defend the garden <laughs> because the Celtics, the Celtics have the real guard and the Knicks don't. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, anything more on the finals you want to say, Luke? Um, I guess we Draymond just being an absolute menace. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, if you guys are ever (laughs) bored, just look up like Draymond Green's stat lines. You'll laugh your ass off, but like, obviously he's not a stat line guy in for how important of a basketball player he is. Like, uh, I was watching Colin Coward today and he's like, everybody I've talked to says the same exact thing. They're like, Draymond Green is Dennis Robin, but with skill (laughs) and and he's such a fucking man. for all you like Celtics fans bitching, like, oh, Draymond deserves to be like locked up in prison for like how much cheap shit he does. Like, welcome to the NBA Finals. Like, if you yeah. watch the if you watch the Celtics from back in the day when they were actually good, they would beat the shit out of the Pistons like physically, and that's why the Pistons yeah. even got the idea to beat the shit out of Michael Jordan. Everyone says the Pistons were the bad boys, but then everyone then like you talk to players back in the day, like the Celtics were way worse. They were, like, they were, worse. yeah. But it's like that was that era. But even like look at the last how many finals when it comes to the finals, and it's like do or die. Any sport, do or it's gonna get a lot chip, more chip, lot chippier because that's just what you're doing everything you can to win and. 
if that's what it takes, you're going to be way more aggressive. You're going to be all over the place. Like that's literally what it's going to take. Well, it's the best versus the best. I mean, uh, Coward is even saying, he's like, you look at the Super Bowl. He's like, how many times do you think you've seen like a pass interference call? He's like, it's just the way it is. Like the, and he's like, you know, they don't want one thing. The one thing is like the refs, like, yeah, they'll swallow their whistle, but I feel like they also don't want to make their call like the deciding factor. And it can't like that. You don't want the deciding factor to be come down to a whistle being blown. Like that's just yeah. common sense in any sports. Like, yeah, you rather like let them play it out. And it's like, cause you don't want that. It happens all the time in any sport. Yeah. The last like play and shit. Yeah, exactly. Logan just said Kawhi travel. It's like, they're not going to call that a travel. Yeah. This is blatantly obvious that he took five steps. It's like, you don't want the game to be decided on a whistle. Like you're going to let it play out. It's just literally common sense. So People, the only people that are bitching about it are probably Celtics fans, and you lost by 30. So I don't think a couple yeah, of us help. Exactly. Yeah. And every, everybody's said the same thing about that whole like foul thing. Like if you lose by 30, you can't bitch about fouls. But um, you, always, you always say sometimes you'd rather lose by a lot, like get blown up by 20 or 30, than lose like a one point game because now you yeah. look back on every little thing that went wrong. When it, you lose by a shit ton, it's just like, okay, yeah, we just, they just were better than us. Yep. Just fucking throw it under the rug. Uh, then last thing I want to say, I like love this comparison. I forgot who said it, but they're like uh, Draymond Green and Marcus Smart are similar players, but Draymond knows he can't play offense. <laughs> no, that's not true. Just like that's fucking I mean, great. They were saying too, they're like part of the reason. I mean, I guess Luke even alluded to it earlier. Is like part of the reason why you sit uh, Marcus Smart when you're down is because if you need points to get back, he's just gonna take shots away from guys he almost, ball and single-handedly lost them that set game seven against Miami. <laughs> like over five, over over six from the Luke, field. When we talked game. about that game, like all I did was talk about Marcus we Smart, about yeah, how he blew it. that entire lead. He almost single-handedly lost some game. That's why Ime, their co- coach, literally sits him down at the end of the game. Is like, you are not fucking blowing this for us. We're winning this game. You can sit right here. Yeah. Because he has no like control. Over he's open, he's gonna shoot it, which is yeah. probably not the guy that you want to have that mentality. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good shooter. Sometimes I would no, say I know, I know not in this finals, but there's gonna be a game sometime where he gets like a buzzer beater winner and he's just gonna be like acting like he's a clutchest player on earth. <laughs> I mean, his last name is like mighty ironic for how he plays in the last like five minutes of the game. <laughs> He get he, I mean, him and Al combined for four points, and you're not beating the – you're not winning. Well, I mean, the Warriors, they just locked up the Celtics' best player, and that's how it went. Robert Williams just doesn't – Robert Williams, He's I don't know. Defense I don't know. NBA, so. he did, like, the, the Celtics literally decide to go to Pritchard at the end of the games because they're like, okay, this guy can actually like, somewhat create. Mark, Mark is smart. Like, we, we kind of said it. It was the thing going around about the Celtics. Like, you need to get a true point guard. And then Marcus Smart had some good games in the playoffs. But now it's kind of showing you kind of do need a point guard that can, like, at least facilitate. And he can't facilitate it. Yeah. All. And if the NBA had, like, a, had a first team all ugly team, I think Derek White would be a starting point guard. Oh, I hate it. He and is White, really ugly. Thing. That's your backup point guard. The guy cannot <laughs> handle dribble the basketball. <laughs> Max or Gabe Vincent guarded him two times up the court, two turnovers, and one oh that he lost out of bounds but end up being off Vincent's hand. Like they don't have a true point guard to create for any other players. 
I love how is get the ball to Tatum or Brown and let him ISO. That's literally all it is. Oh, I love how Coin <laughs> Coin was saying in uh, game one too, like Jordan or fuck, what's his name? Jalen Brown had the ball and he's like trying to attack from the three point line and uh, Coin's like, oh fuck, please don't dribble. Like watching Jalen Brown dribble sometimes is so hard to watch. But and another thing is, once Jalen Brown puts on the floor, he's not shooting the three. Like he's oh, basically no. it's a mid range or trying to get to the basket because he just. I don't know if he doesn't have that in his bag where he can do a dribble into a three because once he starts dribbling, it's like he's not shooting a three. All he's just going to do is try to, like, get you in, a, like, a post-up or, like, a, a mid-range jump shot. Yeah, but real quick, Jalen Brown in the fourth quarter is the best friend in the NBA. Not last night. Um, <laughs> so, like, I know, I know, like, a lot of, like, face-up shooters do this, and, I mean, it, a lot of times it's a good shot, but I swear it's, like, mighty obvious when uh, – when uh, Jason Tatum has a ball at the top of the key and he has a defender that's like any smaller than him, like it's like obvious he's pulling it. Like automatic I don't know. Sidestep. Automatic sidestep three every single time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's move on from the finals. Shit, let me get to my notes here. Here we go. Um. Oh, Anthony Edwards. Last thing I want to say about the NBA. Did you hear what this fucking man did? <laughs> Yeah. Anthony Edwards made a top five all-time starting five. And instead of having Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, he puts himself as the best two guard of all. You know how many guys do that, Joey? Well, still, that's a comedy act. That's not an uncommon that's not like an uncommon thing to put yourself in. That's absolutely that that's just that's a comedy act. But like, yeah, obviously maybe you put like Michael Jordan as like the three then, but it's not uncommon to put yourself in a like, people do that. Every player pretty much does that. Well, like, he put Allen Iverson at one, too, and I think that's fucking stupid, but whatever. Uh, moving on from that, the Broncos, they're going to sell their team, and for $4.5 billion is what they're, like, asking for, which I mean they're going to for that much, but that's fucking insane. It's a lot of fucking money. I don't know who <laughs> yeah. has like who has money to buy a team with that? Like, that's insane. I didn't even hear, know they were selling it. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah. I guess I guess um, their elevation isn't the only thing that's my. Yeah, why would they sell it now? Like, this is probably not- where they're gonna. I guess maybe it's going for the most now because they got Russ. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but maybe you gotta wait till he's good. But I don't know. But also, football is exactly 100 days away from today. So that got me hard when I saw that this morning. I think there's 222 days till college basketball. <laughs> All you had to do is check Rossi's Twitter. You can figure that out real quick. I think that's where I saw it. That's why I was saying it. But yeah, no, I need I need football. I need fantasy football. I just need I miss football. I really do. It kills me every day. I fucking hate summer so much. But anyway, uh Ryan Fitzpatrick, he retires. Um I mean, it's the end of an era of an absolute legend. Um, I think it's just injuries that made him, like, not not stay. Uh, I mean, just, like, I feel like as long as we're alive, the day we perish, we'll still remember Ryan Fitzpatrick and how fucking good he was when you're like, oh, shit, my quarterback's down, and now we need a man to win us a game or four, and he just come in and get the job done. But <laughs> once he starts a game, it's – Maybe not the prettiest thing in the world. The funniest stat I've saw like in a long time 
is that in 69 or in all of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's like starts that he started in, he's covered the spread 69 times. That's pretty badass. 69. That's that actually is kind of crazy. Yeah, I saw that stat. I want to see how many like he lost, but 69's sick. I wonder if he like has a winning record. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's got to be, but uh, yeah, he, then move. He definitely won. In, he definitely won a lot of games that they were not favored in. Yeah, definitely. But um, I forgot to say this about the NBA. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, like a lot of noise talking about him. Like, what do you think he's doing? Uh, Quinn Snyder steps down as Jazz coach. I don't blame him. That's kind of like no man's land where they're at right now with their team. And uh, they're probably going to have to blow it up after this season if they don't get rid of Donovan Mitchell. But uh, I saw the number one spot he would go is back home to New York, play with the Knicks. And then the second place would be Miami. But I don't really know what is i guess he'd play it too yeah jimmy would be you a get rid of, you have to get rid of a shit ton of people yeah right you would have to be tyler hero like Struz, um pj tucker like all those guys and like picks obviously but you definitely if you're gonna trade for a guy like that you definitely have to get rid of uh um tyler hero is gonna be in the package like no matter yeah, what like, no matter yeah, what who like every team's gonna want him just because he's so young and he's like obviously oh but Tyler Hero cannot play in the most boring city in the United States. Like Tyler, Tyler Hero yeah, was born for Miami. Yeah, he has to stay there. I saw Portland. Uh, their two priorities are Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if it's like getting one of them or getting both of them, but getting either one of them. or. I think they're going to be mid as it gets. Yeah, that's their priority just to get them, just because to help Dame out a little bit. It's like. Well, if they got Donovan Mitchell, though, career is slowly going to shit. If they got Donovan Mitchell, though, that's two absolute dogs when you go to the playoffs that oh, they'd yeah. have on their team. Yeah. Like Dame, Dame, and Donovan Mitchell are absolutely unreal in the playoffs. I saw this stat the other day. I think um, Damian Lillard against the Warriors, like just the Warriors, his career averages like forty three or something. Like. He sees Curry, he's like, I'm fucking putting it on tonight. Yeah, Even though I, I know for a fact they have like a losing record, but it's yeah, you know. I don't know. I NBA, it's gonna be interesting because yeah, the jazz is they have to blow it up. You have to, like it's it's going nowhere. You have one good player on your team. Like by the time yeah. you get a team around him, you're gonna he's gonna be almost like out of years. And Rudy Gobert is the biggest fucking bomb I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I, I, I could score. Did he say he wants to leave the Jazz too? Probably, I would too. No, I yeah, like they don't. They're saying, uh, they're saying that um the Jazz like they're gonna have to get rid of obviously one of them and keeping Donovan Mitchell even with contract because Rudy Gobert's making a stupid amount of money right now. They're like, if you want to get rid of a contract, you get rid of him. But yeah. uh, that's like Gobert, I. He is definition of liability on offense and um, overrated on defense. So it's like, what is he? You see, like nobody throws it to him on the Jazz. He's not a good offense player. Like he can't back they down just, or anything. They just don't throw it to him. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. The only thing he can do is catch a lob. That's yeah, a little bit. Like, oh yeah, uh, Coward. Coward was talking play. about that. He was like, the only way I could see Rudy Goldberg being any way effective is if he played with Chris Paul and Chris Paul is just throwing him lobs off of the pick and yeah. roll. Because he's literally a bum. Like he doesn't play fourth quarter because you got to pick at one at a certain time. You got to pick scoring versus defense. And NBA, you're gonna pick scoring 
99% of the time. So, like, he's out of the question. Definitely. He's so bad. He's not even a good defense player. <laughs> ben Simmons dropped 46 on him. Oh, yeah. That ben game was Simmons. fucking unreal. He's not a good defense player. He's he's good at, like, blocking, sitting down in the paint and just blocking shots. That's it. He's, like, the most like, – I literally think he's the, like, most overrated player I have seen play basketball in a very, very, very long time. <laughs> Uh, sticking he's to football, COVID. Yeah, he's uh, going back to uh football, the match. Um, let's just talk about this a little bit. This feels like old news, but I mean, it's been a week, so the match. Uh, Josh Allen really got shit on. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is pretty damn good at golf, and uh, Tom Brady and uh, fucking Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they got it done. Uh, Josh Allen, I drive really fucking bad when I play golf. Well, I do everything bad when I play golf, but Josh Allen couldn't keep her between the fucking fairway to save his life. And I think that was the straw that broke Cam was back. Yeah, I, it was like a, I think it was one stroke. I think That's they won. The rules were really yeah, they're really wacky rules. But yeah, I mean, I, I knew Brady and Rogers win. Just I've never seen Josh Allen. I knew Mahomes was pretty good, but. Yeah, Mahomes is really good. Josh Allen and Mahomes like, oh, this is the future of the NFL verse. And shout out, shout out Mahomes for being like a guy's guy and slamming Coors lights on a golf cart, like in between shots. <laughs> like that's I didn't know he had it in him, but I fucking love that. And he definitely just got himself some brownie points for me. I think um I think it's part of my take was talking about it. Like the last putt to win for Rodgers and Brady. Rogers thought the uh, break was going one way. Brady thought the other way. He Rogers told him. Brady went with Rogers. He missed it. Then he took the ball back and did hit did his own line, and he made it. And that would have like been the then game over. Yeah, fucking Rod. But then they ended up winning on the next hole, anyways. But and Rod, Rod and like Big Cat was having a heyday with uh, Rogers. The one he ran into the back of that golf cart. Oh yeah. Lost his mind on Twitter. He goes, This is assault. And he's just like losing his mind. No, and then I love that too. If uh Rogers would have been slamming uh Coors lights on the golf cart, uh Big Cat would have been begging for a DUI charge. Yeah, no, 100 percent 100 percent He would he was gonna find a way no matter what to shit on him. <laughs> as he should. Uh anything more on football, Luke? Not a bunch of noise around the league. Oh, the Aaron Donald just got signed. Oh extension. shit, really? Two years, sixty million, I think. Extension. Yeah. Holy fuck. It's a lot of money. Yeah, what would you do with that kind of cash? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably just start hanging out with James Harden because fuck it. If you have unlimited money, you might as well hit, hit Magic City or something. He seems to know how to spend it really well. How yeah. Fun. How to have fun with your money. But yeah, that's that's scary. He's coming back for two more years making that much money. Um, then moving on to MLB, I really don't got shit for this. Other than that, the Cubs and their series against, uh, uh, Cardinals, their game on Sunday night, they, the Cubs started a double decker cup snake. That is so fucking cool. Like the Cubs fans, I mean, you gotta give them that. Like, I know Cubs fans can be piece of shit, but no matter what kind of product they put on the field, them fans are like, you know what? We're just going to go to the bleachers, get piss hammered put like a lot of asses in seats and just have a great time. I mean, we're back to the lovable losers, but uh, we just brought up a pitcher that ended up playing really fucking good, but then they sent him back down. So it doesn't matter. 
but uh yeah their whole team's just like injured and not good right now and that's that's cubs so yeah that's textbook cubs for you but yeah no i mean it's fun it's just like an excuse to go get hammered and watch baseball <laughs> I, no, I think it's just an excuse to get hammered you're like hey you want to watch these guys who kind of suck and just drink and make a cup snake and knowing guys how our brains are like yeah let's go fucking start a cup snake can't do that at the bar yeah um what was the other thing oh the angels are like struggling big time oh they lost 11 in a row and trout's over like 30 in his last 30 at bats or something like that. <laughs> well did you see those god-awful jerseys they released yeah i don't like, think they're terrible i i mean i just hate that like sand color yeah i like i like the cream color jerseys yeah I always like when teams do that. Like, Phillies have the best cream color jerseys, I think. Or the Mariners have really good ones. Well, the Phillies baby blues is really getting me going. But, yeah, those are sick, too. But, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> see how they look uh, on, like, in, like, person. Because, like, the Rockies were like, – you see the Rockies green ones? Rockies have green jerseys? Yeah, look up their, like, uh, City uh, Connect ones or whatever. They're, whatever they, MLB calls them. Like, I thought they were really bad, and then, like, you see them in person. They actually kind of look kind of nice. I'll check it out right now. I mean, they're what kind they of need to bring back is a sleeveless jerseys. No, that's Menace's side right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, why green? I don't know, dude. I, I never get, like, the first time they come out with them are, like, you you see it, but then like like NBA two is like why are they doing this? And then they just kind of keep repeating it with like a little different colorway. So like I mean, I don't know if that's how the MLB is gonna do it, but yeah, there's some basketball ones that are like why? Like why? I think so like the first, Bucks like blue. Why the, the Bucks first blue? time? The first time I ever had like a real problem with jerseys is when the Seahawks jumped on the middle school lime green bandwagon <laughs> and did that whole thing. I mean, it like it doesn't really bother me anymore. But then. The Steelers uh, Bumblebee jerseys, even though they're, like, so fucking badass, I just like the classic Steelers jerseys. The the problem, I think, with NBA, this isn't, like, NBA's fault or the team's fault. It's Nike's fault. Why are we wearing, um, like, Celtics wearing green jerseys at home? They don't even wear their home jerseys anymore. Like, it's not even a real thing. Like, what are they doing? What are you doing here, like, NBA? It's, like, because when they were playing, like, the Nets and shit, like, you're having, like, I, every series because the Nets have uh, – or whoever they were that had white um, city jerseys, it just, like, messes everything up. Celtics should wear a green or black at home. It's like well, home teams should wear white in basketball. Here's kind of why, It's though. literally – that's, like, what makes basketball is, like – every that literally, I know back in the day, that's literally what it was because basketball is, like, the only sport that wore white at home. Every other sport was, like, you wore, like, your color. Like, Well, Luke, it's because, like, they all have, like, their statement jerseys. Yeah, there, and then and Nike makes a court them. that goes with it, yep. so they have to wear them at home. And Nike makes them freaking wear them. Make the statement jerseys white. Yeah, like the Nets, the Nets, yeah, it was Nets Celtics. Celtics were wearing white on the road because the Nets had to match their court. They had to wear those blue ones. It's all about the court. It's like, no, it's like wear white at home. It's just like makes it way like, better. Like, because like the, the Bucks, don't the Bucks have like a fucking blue jersey? They did. I don't think they did this year. This year is they're different. But like the Heat, for example, theirs this year were black. So they're at home wearing black. But remember when the Heat had like LeBron and stuff? And white they out. Like white, white out. Court and then they were wearing white it was so sick and the warriors the whole entire crowd would wear uh yellow and then they would have like the they would have what they wouldn't have yellow jerseys they'd have white jerseys it just looked better it was just way cool i don't know they gotta go back yellow, to that. Yellow yellow to wear. 
Yeah, you can, but Warriors don't have yellow. Yeah, I know. Like, Warriors didn't have yellow. Because the Lakers do that every game. Or every they don't have white jerseys. They've done it for yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. And, and that's another thing NBA has to go back to is the shirt, the T-shirts, like the turn, the playoff T-shirts. Instead no. Of the when I went to a Timberwolves game. Oh, I, I thought you meant I thought you meant the T-shirt jerseys. Oh, you know, no, the ones no. that LeBron ripped because he's a when pussy. I, when I went to the Timberwolves game, I was so pissed. I thought we were going to all have T-shirts, like the same thing. But no, it was a towel. I'm like, this I is was, stupid. I, was I missed the fuck, like the heat and the Warriors, the whole entire yellow and the whole entire white. Like, it was so no, sick. I agree. I so agree with sick. you. As a terrible towel, towel supporter, NBA, you have to wear the same jersey. Like, shirt. That yeah, that's what I mean. Fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just missed that. But football's different because it's outside, so you're obviously gonna be like bundled, bundled up or something. Yeah. So you can't really have to give them t-shirts, but um, anything, <laughs> anything more on baseball? <laughs> uh, um, I don't okay. think so. Uh, moving into college sports. So Ryan Day, coach of Ohio State football. He said that it costs $15 million to maintain NIL contracts for a year. Um, well, here's 13, 13. Anyway, running a professional organization obviously costs way fucking more to keep the athletes happy. And uh, college is obviously raking in insane dough. So, like, I'm not really surprised by this. But it's kind of fucking wild if you think about, like, think about Iowa spending $15 million on a football roster not in our wildest dreams unless inflation goes even fucking higher. But yeah, I don't know. That's kind of wild. I, I heard a really, uh, really cool thing. There's a couple of things. So the first thing Lane Kiffin said, Bryce Young should have entered the transfer portal this year for the, like for business purposes, be like, just to see, say, enter the portal, you go to save him, say, enter the portal. And, and then once all these teams start offering him all the shit, you say, this is how much I'm getting offered, like match it, something like that, like business. And then another thing was um, they said, this is going to even the playing field so much because now back then it was like Nick Saban goes into your, uh, your living room with your parents. You go, yeah, I get where he's going to win all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. He's going to get to the NFL. But now Saban has to go to those and be, and then their parents can be like, yeah, but how much are you going to, how much are you going to offer him? And then if he doesn't, if they don't have as much as like all these other schools are, now these five stars aren't going to go and sit on the bench at Alabama. They can make more money um, playing at like a little smaller, but still really good school. So I, it's going to, I think it's going to even it out big time because one schools aren't going to have enough money to get five star on five star and five star. Like you said, like, right. Like they used to be able to just be like, Oh yeah, come here. We're going to win. You're going to be on the best roster in football and we're going to make the NFL. Now it's like you can make money. So why would you go? play anywhere, start making money and then go to the NFL. It's like, it's, I think it's going to even it out the playing field completely because schools aren't going to have enough money to, to just load up with 35 stars on their rosters. Um, I mean, I'm not even opposed to this, but I think Iowa should start a state income tax to pay for the Iowa football team, not Iowa state, but I think yeah. I'd, I'd do that. If at least I'd know where my tax money's going. Yeah. Going to the Iowa football, Iowa sports. There you go. One more thing we got to add. I know we recorded another segment later after we recorded the episode. We got another thing. Shout out uh, Dave, uh, the biggest Bills fan in the world. But uh, so 
a new article from the athletic came out saying Iowa athletics generated more than 3.2 million in alcohol sales this year. And it's first year selling beer Kinnick stadium, home of the Hawkeyes generated a positive impact and even lower citation numbers. But what's funny is that Luke actually got kicked out of Kinnick stadium for not wanting to buy beer. So Luke, uh, I know none of your money went to this 3.2 million because you're a little theft, not a theft, but, uh, Smuggler. Smuggler. Yeah. He didn't do the all uh up the up the crevice smuggling, but he did get caught. He got yeah. brought to justice. <laughs> AKA, I you just have to believe. Gotta go to the bars earlier. But um, um yeah, I that's would, badass though. I wish I could say I did contribute a little bit of that money, but I actually did not contribute any money because the one game I was going to go to. Yeah, toss. So that sucks. But if yeah, I mean, Iowa raised, do is drink beers. So if Kinnick raised three point two million, though, wait, I don't know. This might be all just athletics, but they're talking about Kinnick specifically. Um, I wonder how much the Iowa City bars in general pull together. A lot more. <laughs> we could build like three Kinnick stadiums. Yeah, no shit. That's kind of crazy. Think about that. Obviously, it's like because they're open every day and stuff, but. I don't know. Good for Iowa. I don't get how our citation numbers went down, though. You'd think they'd go up. (laughs) Yeah, like skyrocket. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's kind of weird. I'm pretty sure um, they donate part of that money, too, to the hospital. I'm pretty sure they do. They definitely will. Yeah, that – well, it said it generated a positive impact, so I'm assuming it did. So that's awesome. Keep drinking, Iowa. Um, as long as you don't drive, chilling and um, yeah, go Hawks. Yep. Um, all right, moving on from that, I think we got college basketball next. Oh yeah, Iowa versus Duke. Uh, <laughs> so we have the Jimmy V Classic. I was playing Duke. Don't know that happened. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Duke, they're fucking unbelievable, of course, and they How just last year. They just got a guy who reclassified another five star who's on going to be on their team um no, so yeah yeah no, he was 2023 he'd be 2023 no, but he reclassified in 2023 but he'll, i bet he'll do it and sharp does and he won't play no oh i did redo my rankings by the way after all that shit so we can do that after this but um i wish i could have played duke last year though when we had when we were a little better team say, yeah, at what point any point end of the year i would take duke End of the year. No, well, at the beginning of the year last year, Duke beat Gonzaga. Well, even if it's beginning of the year, then they'll slap Duke was slapped. No, because I was playing good. They're really underrated at the beginning of the year. Shut up. We were. Uh, and then the rest for college basketball, like Drew Timmy, Jacob, give me Toppin, and uh, a bunch more guys, they all came back from the draft. So yeah, I guess I can do my uh Update, I'll just kind of go over it. I put Gonzaga one now because they they didn't only get Timmy back. They got Rasir Bolton back, too. And they got Malachi. Oh, shit. I totally forgot. Malachi is back. Malachi Smith's there, too, now on Gonzaga. Imagine. imagine Remember remember what we said? Remember when we we were just talking about – me and Logan were just talking about this the other day, how good Gonzaga has been since 2012 with their big guys. And, like, they're not this year anymore. Now I get Malachi Smith and Drew Timmy coming in and Efton retransferred there. 
oh no, they're back to their big guys and then their guards that can shoot and shit. That right. they they got so much better in a three day period. They're it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, Mark, like unbelievable. Mark Few, aka Mark, have a few drinks before you drive home. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking genius. And um, now can you imagine a national championship if it was dogs versus hogs? Like, yeah, awesome. Arkansas would route them, but I don't know. I I moved Ar- <laughs> I Arkansas a lot because they lose. Jalen Williams didn't come back, so yeah, it's tough. Moved him to like eight. I still got him top ten. I moved Kansas up to ten because Jalen Wilson and McCuller. I just getting Jalen Wilson back. We already knew McCuller was there. Like I think that's just gonna him and McCuller and Dewan Harris running it. I know I said didn't really like great dick, but that's gonna take so much pressure off of him having. Jalen Wilson back. Dewan Harris can be your guy that has the ball handler, main ball handler. And then Kevin McCullough is coming in too is going to be – so Grady Dick essentially is going to be like the fourth option to have the ball in his hands next year. Imagine so if uh, imagine if Grady Dick played for Duke, played there for like five seasons, and he was a menace, and people just started calling him Great A Dick. Like he's That's a great A Dick. That sounds more sus than Yeah, I don't like that. And the only other one I think I did, uh, I took out Michigan because they, wow, they they hurt. They got hurt those couple of days, losing Diabate and Caleb Houston. The Lakers didn't steal their coach from them, though. Yeah, almost. But they, I took them out, put San Diego State in because they, they got everyone back. Their defense is going to be incredible. And then Oregon I put in because they got Will Richardson back. That's really the only kind of changes I made, though. Shout out Will Richardson. Um, actually, I don't know if I should say that because I was quack quacking for like a month there and it didn't end up working out well. So I loved Oregon at the start of the year too. And Kentucky didn't work out either. Oh, um, seen Hall got what's his name from St. Peter's? No, Casey. Um, yeah, the good one. The good one. I don't know his name, but they play St. Peter's is playing uh, Seton Hall, I think, this year. Well, Shaheen the Dream is coaching. Is coaching. Uh, fucking. So I think Seton they're Hall, playing. Right? I think they're playing them, but I could be wrong. Shaheen Holloway. Yeah, Shaheen Holloway. I thought I saw that they're Shaheen playing the them. Dream. Yeah, Shaheen the Dream. I can't find it. Yeah, right here it tells me that. Oh no, it tells me that he would love. To play a home a home and home series. Oh no, that's Maryland. Never mind. He is playing St. Peter's, and then he's also said he would love to play uh, Maryland too. Why you go to Maryland? No, I think Kevin Willard was the coach at Seton Hall. Then he took Maryland's job. That's why they had to get him to coach. But not really too important. Oh, uh, Luke, let's talk a little bit about our weekend. That was fucking interesting. Uh, me and Luke. Moved in together this weekend. Well, not not full time yet, but uh, yeah, we got pretty beat up. Did some guy shit, and uh, we got our rude. studio set up. I got a big old room. We're gonna put up our studio. Gives us way more opportunity to post on like TikTok, maybe even YouTube. So uh, stay tuned for that. That should be wicked. But um, Luke, how's your weekend? Pretty good. Got a little banged up. Got into the beers, non <laughs> non alcoholic ones, of course. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, the NAs, but but yeah, it's fun. We're gonna have a squad next year. We we'll probably have more guest appearances. 
because we got oh. some some roommates and stuff that maybe want to pop their head through once in a while. Oh, if but we have a studio set up and a mic ready for them, they'll definitely hop on whenever. Yeah, whenever they're available. Yeah, it'll be fun. Then we'll have Logan an hour away. Stay up here. I'll be in college now. Old college kid. Our intern's growing up. Not an intern. <laughs> what? You're not getting paid. Smartest one in the group. Uh, okay, I wasn't. I was gonna argue that, but then I know you're just gonna get right up in the camera and say, "Oh, I picked. I picked Kansas. I picked Kansas." <laughs> There's probably a ten-year-old girl out there that picked Kansas too. Guaranteed. Wait, did it? Uh, shout out Sarah Horsfield. She picked Kansas, didn't she? Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a girl that I think it might Nicole have been her. There Kansas. was a girl. My little sister picked Kansas. There you go. And my little sister picked Kansas too. Well, so. All right. Point here, Logan. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Isaac Ripley is up. You know, everybody loves Isaac. He wants to get back on the show. I think we're going to talk finals and maybe do a draft. So that should be badass. Uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, as always, take her easy. This kid is a gamer. He's a baller. He's a playmaker and a shot caller. In case you didn't know, I got T-Bowed. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win games. I got T-Bowed. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, 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 he, all he does is unleash. Tell T-Bowed. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. play on Sunday. Unleash. Tell T-Bowed. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. I'm going to church Sunday. Run pass option. I think that's my game. I guarantee you that. I'm no John Elway. He's rewriting the book. Week in and week out. He's a unique football player. That's what Tim Tebow's all about. He's a gamer. He's a baller. Playmaker. Shot caller. He's a gamer. He's a baller. Playmaker. Shot caller. Unleash Tim Tebow. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. Right on Sunday. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win. One more game. One more win. All, all, all he does is win games.